welcome to the After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Connects Education Academy. Our podcast is here to help teachers, leaders and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. Welcome back to After the Bell, your weekly education podcast from Connects Academy. Georgie, Managing Director here, and I'm delighted again to be joined by Andy Bridge, a current Deputy Head Teacher, and Debbie Davis, Head Teacher of Primary School and Experience Senko. Today we continue our series of podcasts focusing on the professional standards for teaching assistants. As a leading provider for training and CPD for schools, we are critically aware of developing all staff in the workforce, not just teachers, and the key impact teaching assistants make. Last week, we looked at the role TAs play in teaching and learning, and we linked it to the DfE document, Professional Standards for Teaching Assistants. This week, we're going to focus on the TA's role in working with others. The professional standards for teaching assistants are split into four themes, which each contain several standards. The fourth of this is working with others. Teaching assistants work with other professionals, parents, carers and outside agencies, as well as with the pupils themselves. So today we're going to explore how the TAs can be supported to complete this aspect of their role to a high standard. Hi, guys. Great to have you with us again. Hi, Georgie. So, Debbie, let's start with you. We're focusing on working with others, which sounds really obvious and and should be a key part of any role within education. But please, can you start with some key points for us to consider? Of course. So working with others, uh, teaching assistants are expected to, and and I'm going to take you through the actual part of the document from the DfE on on teaching assistant and the, the professional standards. So the first part is to recognise and respect the role and contribution of other professionals, parents and carers by liaising effectively and working in partnership with them. And I know that TAs who are listening to this now will be thinking, do I do that? And yes, of course you do. We'll we'll, we'll unpick these as we go through the, the podcast today. The second one is, with the class teacher, keep other professionals accurately informed of of progress or concerns they may have about the pupils they work with. And the third is to understand their responsibility to share knowledge to inform planning and decision making. Fourthly, understand their role in order to be able to work collaboratively, and Georgia, you've mentioned this, with classroom teachers and other colleagues, including specialist advisory teachers. And and finally, uh, number five is to communicate the knowledge and understanding of pupils uh, to other school staff and education, health and social care professionals so that informed decision making can take place on intervention and provision. I hope that's been helpful, Georgia, to begin with those. That gives, a, that gives us a real overview of, of what the uh, professional teaching standards are around this. I can see that we're really going to get something from this podcast as we're going to unpick these um, and what it actually means in, in real life, in daily practice. Andy, what does it mean when we talk about the first one, which is recognise and respect the role and contribution of other professionals, parents and carers, liaising effectively and working in partnership with them? So for me, this is it's important that we think about scale. So 
I've said before, I work in a secondary school background and on average um, in England, we're looking at maybe 15% of a school cohort being on the SEN register. And obviously in some schools and some areas that figure being much, much higher. So you're talking about hundreds of pupils have got some kind of identified SEN need within a, a, an average size secondary school. And the, the main point of contact would be the SENCO, but it's impossible for that one SENCO to be the, the filter and the communication with all professionals, all parents, all carers for hundreds of pupils. It's just not going to happen. And, and if that if that is the setup, it's only the SENCO that can have that communication, we'll end up with a complete backlog and breakdown and, and things just won't operate smoothly. So this for me is where if we get this right, the, the TA's voice is fundamental and and they should be having that regular communication with parents, with carers, with, for example, heads of year, behaviour staff, safeguarding staff within school, um, because they are the the professional that's in the lesson with the child. So if, if you get a teaching assistant in a meeting with professionals, that's often much more powerful than the SENCO, who's just collated some information and reports secondhand and hasn't actually been there seeing it necessarily in action day in, day out, as the teaching assistant does. So for me, if we find a mechanism where teaching assistants can be freed up so they've got time to undertake that communication, the impact is so much more powerful than trying to filter all that through the SENCO. I think you've alluded to the fact that about making sure that there is that extended time that the TAs are in school, that they can actually share their voice and their opinions um, and what they're seeing as, as the, the eyes and ears on the ground. So working so closely with the children and, and their, their professional opinions are really, really invaluable. This brings us on to that sort of sorry, Andy. This brings us on to the, the second point that the um the standards are looking at. So keeping other professionals accurately informed of progress or concerns that they may have about the pupils' work. Who who might these professionals be, Debbie? So as Andy says, making time to collaborate and to share is really important. And Andy's spoken about the the Sendco. However, there are lots of people that I see TAs working with in an absolutely fantastic fashion. So it's a great question. And I know situations where TAs have been, been supporting the, the Senco, the DSL in school with relation to safeguarding, teachers and parents, and also wider professionals uh, beyond the setting. So, you know, Andy has mentioned that they, they have such detailed knowledge of the child because they're with them every day. They, they work with educational psychologists, nurses, police, doctors, the um, the SALT, the, the teachers themselves, therapists, health visitors, you know, you name it. I've seen the best TAs actually liaising with all kinds of stakeholders for the benefit of the child. And it's, it, it really is very powerful because like Andy says, the SENCO does collate data, but the data that the, the TA has is first-hand knowledge of how that child works every single day, day in and day out. I think that um, that importance of the SENCO is it, and then the TA is, is that relationship is, is critical, isn't it? And the support is great in developing TA's confidence here, and, and that's so important. 
um, I just want to, to to do a shout out for people that I've worked with in, in the past and, and currently. One of the best examples of a TA working to this level uh, of excellence was in, in mediation meetings where the TA presents exactly how the child is performing, what's needed for the child, why the child needs to either move on to a specialist provision or a different, have a different provision or have extra support or provision within the school. And to, to listen to a TA delivering in circles of um, the workforce that will impact on a child's future to a level of excellence is, is really, well, it's, it, it makes you feel proud. It's it's lovely to see. The support is great in developing the TA's confidence and, and it's so important. Andy, do you have any examples about informing planning and decision making? Yeah, where I've seen this work really well is um, with the students in the NCP have got that extensive legal document um, of what the provision should entail within school um, and the SENCO you know, is the lead professional that leads those meetings. But I've seen this work really well with TAs where students are on the SEN register with some form of support plan. Schools call them different things, pupil passports, one page profiles, things like that. Um, when, when those plans are reviewed and I've seen great conversations with TAs saying, but you don't do that or I, I try and do that for you in the lesson and you don't want me to, you prefer it when we do X, Y and Z. And, and that first-hand knowledge, as you said, of seeing the child in action across a number of lessons and days and weeks, they, they've they got the expertise to know which strategies work and which ones don't, and then amend those plans um, so that they are live documents, they're regularly reviewed, they're, they're up to date, because th there's a risk that they just become kind of generic documents that are copied and pasted with all the same strategies because people in schools are so busy, whereas the knowledge that TAs have got off some of those students can be really powerful at informing the, the decision making and the planning that goes to make those as bespoke as possible. And and that's true, sort of, you know, learning learning focused again, isn't it, Andy? When when they actually have plans in place that anybody can pick up and read and understand Definitely, yeah. how how best how best to help this this learner and this pupil in, in the class. Yeah. So absolutely. Debbie, Debbie, we've we've mentioned collaboration. Do you have any other examples at all? Yes. Um, when when you think about the points that I began with, the five points earlier, it mentioned about specialist advisory teachers, and I know examples where a specialist visual uh, impairment teacher has come into an establishment and linked directly with the TA. And of course, the Senko as well. And the TA is, is like an intervener and just gives full support, explains what the, like, like Andy has been saying, explains how the child is functioning, what the child needs, what they perceive to be the best routes forward for that child in accordance with their expertise. And these conversations inform a, a specialist a, a visual impairment teacher in terms of what they can suggest as provision for the child. It's really, really important that we hear the voice of the TA. I think that message is really coming across in this podcast that actually they are invaluable. They are such a, a resource um, and, and can help 
perhaps share the voice of the pupil as well. If they're struggling, they can see what they can do to make a difference and, and point out things that perhaps the pupil's not able to indicate they need themselves, be it age or ability or or sort of, you know, incidents. Andy, do you have any examples of, of how a TA has worked with a variety of stakeholders to impact on interventions and provision? Yeah, so there's a, an example I'm thinking of where um, an SEN child also needed to access some alternative provision. We'd recognise that there were um, some of their needs we weren't meeting as well as we could within our school and we needed to commission an external service um, that could better need, meet some of those needs on a part-time basis. So they were part-time in school, part-time an alternative provision and the, the teaching assistant that worked with that child was really the kind of linchpin between the two connecting all those different parts up and they were involved in visiting the provision um, and keeping the child kind of calm and feeling safe and secure as they went to visit this different provision and um, they're involved in they go in the taxis to the provision between school and and the um alternative provision to be part of that transport and that transition between the two they're supporting there they're the the key conduit for communication between the alternative provision and the school and what's going on in the two and how the child is adapting and transitioning and I think that's just a great example of being a bit more creative than just having a TA sitting next to a child 25 hours a week in a classroom um, to use them in a way that they, they are engaging with different stakeholders and that's maybe where they can have the biggest possible impact on that intervention and provision because it's it's a much more holistic approach to what that child needed. As a parent as well, I can imagine that's really reassuring to know that your child is in safe hands and, and that they have got that person that they can go to and, and, and reach out to and who's with them during these transition periods as well. That That's incredibly reassuring um, and supportive. Yeah, We see it at the end of, um, the end of year 11 as well. It can be a time of stress and anxiety if you've got a child at SEN about where they're going to move on to and actually having a TA that's worked with a child and knows the child and knows the family go out to di visit different colleges work with them on how they get the you know from home to the new college on the bus or uh, the new provision go through the application process with them attend the interview with them that's that support that family would really value in making that child feel safe and secure with planning for their future steps. And when you think about that relationship that you can develop as a TA, it's it's so important because I I've, I know TAs who've got such a brilliant relationship with families that I can say, would you liaise with this family? Because I know that you're magic and you will get the outcomes that we need rather than me as a SENCO going in and not having the understanding that they have we do try to have the understanding but when you've got that relationship that is attached to the understanding there's just a little bit of a je ne sais quoi about that relationship that helps you get what you need faster thank you so much both today i, I think that's really really underpinned the role of the teaching assistant and the important how important it is that they work closely with others and have the ability to to be almost like the conduit between between all of the different stakeholders involved 
Is there anything else that you'd like to add before we uh, wrap up today? No, thank you. I think um, Georgie, it would just be um, that idea of creativity and thinking a little bit differently about what can we do to allow this professional to really get to know the child, really get to know the family. As you said, be that conduit between different stakeholders and that's where they'll have the most impact. But it, it can sometimes feel a bit challenging logistically to organise that, but it's really worth investing that time in, in thinking about what mechanisms you can put in place to support that because the the impact it will have compared to just blindly following a child around lesson to lesson day after day without those opportunities for communicating and sharing and feeding back and having that input into planning and collaborating with other professionals is it's incomparable really yeah so it, again it's back to the impact and and actually it will truly ensure that the learner continues on their learning journey and, and are able to be successful uh, making such a difference such a rewarding role um, no thank you earlier georgie but something's just come to my mind i really hope that all the tas who are listening to this podcast and our podcast for this series are feeling such empowerment because we really are grateful genuinely for everything that you do you are fantastic thank you I don't think I've got much more I can say after that now, Debbie, absolutely. So uh, thank you to everybody who's out there listening. We're really looking forward to next week's podcast as well, which we hope you can find time to listen to. And it's going to focus in on the role of the TA in respect of the uh, professional teaching assistant standards and how we can develop the role of the teaching assistant and provide you and them with excellent professional development. I'll leave you with this lovely reference to teaching assistance, which was recently published in The Guardian. Following new research in February, the Education Endowment Foundation said when they are well trained and used in structured settings with high quality support and training, teaching assistance can make a noticeable positive impact on pupils' learnings. And hopefully we've actually covered a lot of that today. You can pick up our After the Bell podcasts, which are released on a weekly basis and provide quick tips and discussions with our experts around all things educational. And we hope that you can access this on your walk to walk to work or walk with a dog or on your treadmill or as your focus for the day. Thank you for listening to After the Bell brought to you by Connects Academy. Mm-hmm.